When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You see, that is what we call a real, true NFL football victory. Alright everyone, welcome back to Brown's Breakdowns. Good man, I was going to say good morning, I was going to say good lord, then I was going to say good morning, then I was going to say good man, because I messed everything up. Anyway, what a football game, I mean man, that is what you want to see when you watch an NFL football game. That was really fun. Well, not fun, it was just, it was just, it, we, the Browns won, the Browns looked good. Uh, that was just a good football game by the Browns. Now, things that I quickly... It was just... It was a good game. It was something that I definitely would never want to see again because there was a lot that happened in it that I didn't like. But we won, and that's all that matters. One of the things that I wish will never happen again was the ref ball. I mean, my goodness, was there an insane amount of ref ball. I mean, it was just penalty after penalty after penalty in terribly critical situations too i mean it's not like they were like oh yeah it's first and ten then you guys got a holding dang now it's first and five no it was like fourth and nine and we got a penalty and they got the fourth down conversion because it was now like fourth and two i mean it was very 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 critical situations where these penalties were coming from and it was just completely making the game impossible i mean it was literally impossible for the browns to do basically anything good on defense and on offense because these penalties were just absolutely screwing us over i mean no matter what we did the referees would find a way to call what we did back and it was so strange because we would do something really good with basically no penalty things there was nothing that could probably be penalized and the refs would find a way to penalize us and revert anything we did it just made the entire football game so unbelievably annoying because we would do something good refs would bring it back we'd do something good refs would bring it back and then the ravens would do something bad and the refs would be like oh sorry guys and fix it they would just revert the play and reverse it and you wouldn't get and the, the ravens would get a second try and they'd make it i mean it was just so absurd because we just couldn't and it's not like we were actually getting penalized in serious ways it's not like we were doing face masks and doing things where it was clear penalties no 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 these were pretty um ticky tacky penalties that probably 
would get called, but some of them were really strange. Some of them felt like they probably shouldn't be called. I don't know, man. It was just so unbelievably hard to watch because we just were not getting anything going properly because it was just, it was just, it was just insane. Um, before we get into anything else, by the way, I would like to say I'm actually going to be shortening these episodes from 30 minutes to 25 minutes. Um, it's, there's no particular reason uh, other than I feel like that at 30 minutes, I'm um, kind of like just trying to fill time for the last about five to six minutes. So it's going to be a 25 minute episode, not 30 minute episode, um, just so everyone knows. I just feel like for the last five minutes of these episodes, I'm just like not saying anything. I'm just mindlessly speaking as I try and fill the last five minutes. So these are only going to be 25 minute episodes, not uh, 30 minute episodes. It's not actually that big of a difference. I mean, five minutes isn't going to uh, like change anything. Um, one thing I will add is that if I do have an episode where it must be 30 minutes long, I will make it 30 minutes long. It's not like I'm going to shorten my episodes. I'm just saying that on the average episode, it'll probably be around 25 minutes instead of 30. Don't worry, the look forward episodes are going to be normal 15 minutes. That's not going to change, but I'm just shortening them to about 25 minutes instead of 30 minutes. Uh, I just want to make sure everyone knew when the episode length started getting shorter. All right, so let's go into the Browns statistics. Now, I know statistics are usually um, a bit of a liar, but who cares about that? I just want to talk about them. So on the on the Ravens side of the ball, because we always got to do the opponent first on the Ravens side of the ball. So Lamar Jackson, uh, sorry about that uh, voice crack there. Lamar Jackson, he did not do very well. Uh, he had... Uh, let's see. He was 13 for 23 for 200 223 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Uh, fine, that's an okay game. Those two interceptions were really, really bad um, for the Ravens, but he was okay. I mean, he didn't do anything crazy. And then the running game, that was my biggest um, worry. And Lamar Jackson was the lead carrier or the lead rusher with only 41 yards. So Lamar Jackson, 41 yards. Keaton Mitchell, 34 yards. Gus Edwards was 24 yards, uh, but Keaton Mitchell and Gus Edwards did have touchdowns, so I guess it made up for their lackluster yardage. And then um, receiving the ball, uh, Zay Flowers was the number one receiver, five catches, fits, uh, five catches, 73 yards. Mark Andrews, two catches, 44 yards. Odell Beckham Jr. had one catch for 40 yards and a touchdown. Keaton Mitchell, one catch, 32 yards. Rashad Bateman, two catches, 25 yards. So, I mean. All of the receivers, they only had like a total of, let's see, five, six, seven, eight, nine, like 11 total catches. Well, actually, that makes sense considering there was only um, 13 completions. 13 completions is crazy. I mean, the fact that Lamar Jackson managed to get 230 yards off of 13 completions is actually just kind of bonkers because 13 completions will get you basically nothing. But no, somebody managed to get 223 yards out of it. Defensively, Kyle Hamilton had a sack. Uh, Odefi Owoia, Adofe Owe, I'm just going to call him Owen because I don't actually know how to say his name. He had a sack. Jadavion Clowney, remember Jadavion Clowney after he quit the Browns, went to the Ravens. He had two sacks, so this was kind of his re revenge game. Uh, Justin Madu, Madu, what is with all these complicated names? Madu Buuk, I don't know how to say his name. 
I'll just call him mad. I had a sack, and then that was it. Only one interception was actually kind of shocking. Um, so they had 31 points, by the way. Just want to throw that out there. Deshaun Watson, 20 for 34 for 213 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Uh, Philip Walker had a throw for some reason. I don't know what was going on there. Uh, Jerome Ford contributed big time, 17 carries, 107 yards. Also, Deshaun Watson contributed on the ground, 8 for 37. And Kareem Hunt was 10 for 32 and a touchdown. Defense, or receiving-wise, I mean, Mari Cooper, 6 catches, 98 yards. David Njoku, 6 catches, 58 yards. The touchdown boy of uh, Elijah Moore, 5 for 44 and a 1 touchdown. If you guys remember back in my look, for, look Forward episode last week, I predicted Elijah Moore would get a touchdown. So... I think I deserve an award because I basically predicted this game down to a T. I mean, it was, I predicted 27-24, but I said it might be 30-27. I mean, I just predicted this game perfectly. These last two games, I've just been predicting really well. I also said about 230 yards from Deshaun Watson, one touchdown, two interceptions. Um, I said, I think we would get one rushing touchdown. Deshaun Watson would also contribute on the ground. I said we'd get uh, five sacks and two interceptions, and we ended up getting uh, four sacks and two interceptions. So, I mean, I'm out here just predicting these games perfectly. Apparently, I should just predict uh, a win every single week, and apparently we'll just win all the games because um, I'm two for two right now, and, and every time I've properly predicted a game uh, or at least predicted a game uh, like down to like 90%, We've won, so clearly I just have to have good predictions, and the Browns will win. So, great added pressure to my predictions because if I predict badly, the Browns lose. Um, defensively, half a sack from Jeremiah Owuza Koromora, half a sack from Zadarius Smith, one interception from Mike Ford, Miles Garrett with 1.5 sacks, Greg Newsom with half a sack and an interception. I mean, Greg Newsom was doing everything, and that was all the sacks we had. Defensively, it was definitely a pretty decent game. Don't let those 31 points deceive you. I mean, we only let up uh, three touchdowns total. Uh, the other points came from uh, that pick six and then the other uh, uh, the other theme of Jiggy. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure Dustin Hopkins ended up missing an extra point. Uh, that's what I believe happened is he did end up missing an extra point, which does kind of suck because he's been really good. But, like... Maybe he had he was four for four on field goal attempts. Dustin Hopkins has been a really, really, really good player. I mean, we finally have some sort of a kicker who actually, you know, can actually hit a kick. Is that something uh, that we just doesn't we we for some reason the Browns got an unbelievably unlucky when it came to uh, kickers and so like the we, we just couldn't kick but whatever uh he said that it was a um crap uh oh man what's oh man uh he oh man he kicked a game-winning field goal that's right he kicked the game-winning field goal i don't know why that wouldn't get out of my head but yeah he kicked a game-winning field goal it was what won us the game was that field goal it was 32 31 uh, and so he kicked a field goal and we won. So it was a really, really, really awesome game seeing him finally uh, get himself a really big spot to show how good he's been and to kind of just capture the attention 
of many more people because I feel like he's occasionally been under uh, overlooked on how good he's been. And I think this game winner finally put him on the map, which is awesome because we really, really, really needed a kicker. I mean, we last year, we all thought that Cade York would be our lord and savior after that Carolina game. Then he ended up being kind of trash. And then obviously uh, we tried. We went through like four more kickers after that. Um, and it's just it's just been it's just been a sucky situation. But it's really nice to see that we finally have a kicker. So um, before we touch on anything else, uh, I would like to say that we do have some advertisements real quick. So sit tight, relax as we play some advertisements. And we're back here on Browns Breakdowns. We are proud partners of Fanatic Elves Network, which is part of Fans First Sports Network. So we're very excited to be part of them. Um, also, by the way, I would just like to say thank you to everyone who's listening to my podcast, to um, all the podcasts that I've been on. I just recorded a podcast with someone like 20 minutes ago um to all the uh, just i really 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 do appreciate your support uh, i mean we've been growing the um uh fanatical elves network has just been growing every single day i've been growing i mean it's just really awesome i really do appreciate you guys so thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you so much for um sticking here with me uh, i really 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 do appreciate your you spending your very very valuable time that you will never get back with me i really do appreciate it so moving on uh we would like to talk about this uh this whole thing called deshaun watson i don't know man he's still i still am not confident in him he is a good quarterback he's not he's not bad he's not a, he's not great he's an okay quarterback he's average i mean he's a starter uh, if if you built a new nfl team right now he he would start. I mean, he is a starting NFL quarterback. I don't, still don't know how I feel about him. I mean, yes, he did have a pretty decent game. Obviously, he did have about 240 yards, and he did contribute on the ground. He did have a touchdown, He, but he did also have that pick six. Now, that pick six was kind of like a, a, weird, a weird thing, but like, it was just, it, it bugged me because it was, it was the first drive of the game. I think it was second play of the game, too. Pretty sure it was the second play of the game. Um, we threw a pick six. Like, we... Uh, it was like, boom. We run the ball. I think it was a seven-yard game by Jerome Ford. It was boom. Run the ball. Seven yards. Jerome Ford. Great play. Next play, Deshaun Watson throws a pick six. I mean, it was just really, really disappointing because... I mean, it was just such a fun... Uh, such a fun... I, I was I was really excited for that start. I mean, it was just looking like it was going to be a good game. We finally, uh, we already got started with a seven-yard run. Then we passed the ball into Sean Watson throws a pick six. I don't know how to feel about him. I don't think he's bad. I think, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I'd like to have him out there more than I'd like to have DTR or um, someone like Philip Walker or PJ Walker, depending on what you call him. I, I use it interchangeably. Depending on, I, I would still like to have Deshaun Watson out there um, more than Philip Walker, more than DTR. I'm going to call him PJ Walker. But I'd like to have Deshaun Watson out there. I mean, Deshaun Watson is better than DTR and PJ Walker. Let's just be honest. There's a reason Philip Walker 
I don't know why I keep calling him Philip Walker. P.J. Walker and DTR aren't starters because they aren't as good as Deshaun Watson. But Deshaun Watson is just so inconsistent. He will just randomly go off for 250 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. And then the next game, he'll throw three, three interceptions for 75 yards and get benched in the third quarter. I mean, it's just like he's very, very, very inconsistent. You just can't predict. And, and nowhere, you just can't even guess. Like with the better quarterbacks you have some sort of a basis to know that they're going to be good. They're going to be a above average, solid quarterback. With Deshaun Watson, he might be a top 10 quarterback, and then the next game, he might be the worst quarterback in the league. He's just very inconsistent. I don't know how to feel about him. I don't know if he's good. I don't know if he's bad. I don't know if he's average. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know what to think about him. Obviously, he is going to be the starter no matter what. He's going to be starting whenever he has the chance. I do feel confident in him. I do think he is still a good quarterback. I, I just don't know what to feel about um, his play. I just don't know. He's he's. I just don't know. I just really don't know. I mean, he's he's a good quarterback when he's good, but he's a terrible quarterback when he's bad. So he's just he's, it's strange. It's just a strange, strange situation. So quickly, if we look back at the stats, uh, Miles Garrett has another 1.5 sacks. He's just absolutely popping off. Uh, he's probably going to win Defensive Player of the Year. I think uh, I don't. I would be shocked if he didn't because I mean, he is probably one of the best uh, defensive players in the in the league right now. Um, who knows uh, about like what will happen? Because occasionally he will just like you know just like who I'm I'm speaking unbelievably terribly. Who knows? I mean, Micah Parsons. Like, let's just throw out Micah Parsons for simplicity's sake. He might go off for seven sacks, four inter... Not four interceptions. Four TFLs and 60 tackles in the next six games, right? He might go absolutely off, and Miles Garrett will not get it. But I think that Miles Garrett is going to win Defensive Player of the Year. Um, and then also, Greg Newsome. I mean, Greg Newsome was incredible that game. I mean, he was flying along the field he was just he obviously had that interception he had that half a sack I mean Greg Newsom was just absolutely looking like a really really good player and obviously we all I'm saying obviously we all know he was a good player we all knew that we all know Greg Newsom is a good player but man did he really prove he is a great player uh that game I mean like a pick six it wasn't a pick six my bad an interception and half a sack is not easy to do. Getting an interception just in general is not easy to do, but a half a sack and a pick is really, really, really impressive. Greg Newsom is very good. I think he definitely is one of these crucial pieces to the secondary. I think he's one of the reasons this defense, I think he's certainly one of the reasons this defense is so good. I think without him, it would be a much, much harder uh, situation. It would be a much, much not much much but it would be definitely a worse defense without him i think he really 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 contributes in a big way to this defensive um this defense uh this defensive uh god this defensive room this uh cornerback room safety room he really really contributes to he's a leader but he's also just super good and so i think that's something that will really uh be it's just awesome to see him uh, i do think he will probably 
continue to be as good as he has. I don't think there's any reason to think he will fall off or but he even though he doesn't light up the stat sheet which is something that's really annoying is cornerbacks don't have stats like let's be honest if you're a cornerback you don't get statistics you're gonna get maybe 30 tackles one interception and two sacks I mean no one cares about that but it's the things that you don't see on the statistics it's how good this man also locks up the players he's supposed to be uh defending I mean, he, 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 he plays with a confidence that isn't very easy to find. He's just a good player. Let's just be honest. He's a good player. Um, this Ravens team wasn't a bad team either, by the way. Like, it's not like we beat the Cardinals. We all knew we were going to beat the Cardinals. Well, technically, we all didn't know that because last time everyone knew a team would beat the Cardinals, they lost, and that was the Cowboys game. Cowboys are the only reason the Cardinals are not currently... Um, have no wins so who knows truly what could have happened happened that game but we all probably could have guessed that we were gonna win but the Browns did this against a good team let's be honest the Ravens they're seven and three they clearly are a pretty decent team and so this Browns team managed to win a game against a team that isn't like the Cardinals where they won one game and they're the worst team in the league no they beat they went up there and they won. They also had to compete against the refs. They didn't play the Ravens. They played the Refens. That's what I call them, the Refens. R-E-F-E-N or E-V-A-N-S. The Refens. Because they played the Ravens and the refs. And that is not hard. It, or easy, I mean. It is not easy to play against the refs. But they did. And they came up there, especially at an away game too. It wasn't even like we were at home. They went up to... Baltimore and they won in pretty good fashion. I mean, it's not like they blew them out or anything, but they came back 17 to three. I mean, it was a 14 point uh, deficit by the first quarter. By the way, first quarter 17 to three, then it was 17 to nine, and just so you know, after that 17 point uh, first quarter, the Ravens would not score until the third quarter, and they only would score a touchdown in the third quarter and fourth quarter. So after that 17 point um, deficit. At 17 to 3 uh, score, the Browns only let up 14 more points. And so uh, the defense only let up 24 points because you subtract 7 from that pick 6. So the defense only let up 24 points, which it's it's average, uh, that point let up. But it's not like the Browns beat a bad team. I mean, they made a good, they went up there, they beat a good team, they beat it in a good fashion. They came back from behind they proved that they aren't a quitter they aren't quitting they didn't panic they didn't change their game plan because they were down no they came they went up to baltimore they played they went down early they went down big early they stuck to their game plan they played browns football they didn't play um chiefs football they didn't play bills football they played browns football and it worked out and they won and so that is what really 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 is big it's a, it's a confidence booster seeing that this team is is they have they dig their heels in and they fight they don't just roll over and die like some teams might have done when they were down 17 to 3 some teams might have quit they might have just given up let's be honest i some teams might have done that but the browns didn't they dug their heels in they built their fortress they stayed there and they fought until the very 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 end and well Got us a win, so clearly it worked out.
And that's what makes that's what makes a Super Bowl team is not quitting. I know it sounds cheesy. I know it sounds kind of goofy. Oh yeah, just don't quit and you'll win everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. But that is how you win a Super Bowl. Is you don't quit in games that you could easily quit. I mean, they could have easily. 17 to 3. Dang. All right. Bye. We quit. We lose. All right. Let's just move on to the next game. I mean, who cares? It's 17 to 3. No. They fought to the zero. Like I, I said this. They fought to 0 0 0 0. They fought to the last second. And that is what makes a contender a Super Bowl contender. It doesn't make it. it that fight is what turns a NFL football team into a contending football team. It turns a good team into a great team. It turns a it turns a, a a good defense into a great defense. It turns a good offense into a great offense. Not rolling over and dying when you're down early and down big is what makes teams good. It's what makes teams um, strong and what makes them uh, reliable and what makes them uh, just good teams. So... Yeah, I mean, what a what a victory. We really needed this too because the Ravens obviously they did beat us back in uh week 3, was it? So, we split the series with the Ravens. I believe they will um unfortunately it was not week 3, it was week 1, 2, 4, week 4. Um we split the series with the Ravens, which is really big because that means that we don't have to worry about uh if we tie Record-wise, it goes down to port points. I think the Ravens do have the winning points, so I think it still means that uh, we still wouldn't uh, win the division if, like the bank, if we and the Ravens tied records. Even though we split, I think the Ravens would still make it. So, yeah, massive victory. I'm out of time. I love you guys so much. Um, thank you all for listening, and I will be back on the. Um, 18th of uh, November. So November 18th, Saturday. Love you all. Peace.